This is Taisha Snow, and we are at XOXO Festival on Saturday evening. Compose Loudness, this is Open Ended. A show about tech, culture, and a side of fast. You guys are staying in like a big house with a bunch of other people too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. It's fun. It's six of us in the house. It's very real world. When people stop being polite, could you get the phone? And start getting real. The real world. You know what? That is a, that is such a good explanation for how it feels. Like it like it's like the po- all the positive aspects of real world. Like, exactly. The, like except there's no confessional. Room. Yeah, there's no confessional. Are you the only guy? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's LL Cool J. Yeah. The uh, ladies, ladies love James. I made, him, I made him breakfast this morning, so I think, I think I'm... He's bae. That's yeah. so sweet. This is bae for the weekend. Yes. This is fine. <laughs> I'm Sher Vincent, and um, I host a show, two podcasts called uh, Open Ended and Gossip Girls. Is that a fan show? Uh, it's a recap show about the show Gossip Girl that was on the CW from 2007 to 2012. And um, me and one of my best friends, we, we review each episode. Um, and we have, um, we're two people of color. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic because the show is mostly, if not all, white yeah. and privileged. So it's kind of like us kind of like dissecting it from a feminist person of color perspective a classism perspective and just kind of like dealing with the, the the plots and just the psychology of it all too because like we try to figure out like certain people's motives and things like that <laughs> about doing the crazy shenanigans they have on that show so it's really fun and then open-ended is a show that i host with james t green who's also in the stude hey james and um it's a show um about the intersection between technology and humanity yeah and uh, a set of sass. So we talk about pop culture, we talk about internet stuff, but we do it from a kind of like a sociological um, perspective and lens. That sounds straight up XO. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with my people. You are with your people. <laughs> with, my, with my clan. With uh, my... Uh, it's like too perfect. Um, I am James T. Green and a little bit about me. So I host <laughs> um, two going on three shows at the moment. Um, open-ended with Cher. You did a lovely job explaining it. <laughs> uh, refresh with Alex Cox. And the two of us, we discuss uh, technology um, from the perspective of what we call two people who are not two white dudes because technology podcasts are always two white dudes. And then somehow at the second half of the show, we end up talking about sex because <laughs> we are both very sex positive. So uh-huh. we find some kind of way, candidly, to incorporate sex culture into the week's technology news it, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's ridiculous how well it like works yeah because you're like how are they gonna make this work how because yeah. like the last five minutes it's like wow that took a left-hand turn but it still works yeah and the beautiful thing about it is like it's 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 just so it's wonderful it's a wonderful it's little really show. Fun. and then the third show is something in production um i'm working with with Cher and alex it's called basket case and it's a highly produced um sort of narrative styled show where we explore um the real side of mental health mm. so it's um taking like a very personal hands-on approach to like a very tough subject and then outside of that um co-founded uh podcast collective with Cher and Alex called Pulse Loudness, where we focus on 
podcast hosts that identify as people of color, women, and queer identified. Yay. Um, so all the shows are produced, edited, mixed by folks of that intersection and ourselves. So this is both of you guys' first EXO. Has anything shifted for you in terms of uh, what you were expecting and then what you're living right now here? So... so like I've I've heard about EXO since mm-hmm. um, I believe 2013. Yeah, it was around 2013, right? Yeah, since I think. Year five. Yeah, uh, that's when I first found out about it because like my formal training is in tech, um, mainly like web development, uh, web design. Mm-hmm. So I had like my entire Twitter feed <laughs> just be at XOXO. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I heard about it so much and. Like, so I had an idea. I always watched the talks and they were always so great. And it was like an event that I would like make sure to make time to like just watch the talks, like Uh. literally just like make dinner, put it up on like the TV and watch the talks. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had an idea what to expect. But then like being here, it's like not at all what I expected in the best way, Mm -hmm. because like you don't get that feeling of like it feels like. You know, it's so corny, but like it feels like a love fest. It feels like a giant hug. Yeah. Um, and you can't get that, I guess, from the talks because obviously you're just getting like the highlight reel. Well, it is called hugs and kisses. James. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I, I was trying so hard to stay away from that obvious like hugs and kisses. That obvious that's what it feels like, like. reference. But it feels that way. Like we were talking about like how this is probably the first or one of the very few festivals and or conference or whatever mm-hmm. the hell you would call this type of thing mm-hmm. where I feel comfortable. Yeah, I feel you very know? safe. Yeah, very safe space. Yes, yes. And it's something that, you know, I'm, you know, as a woman, as a person of color is rare. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I was put upon. I didn't, I don't know, like... I felt like being a person of color, being a woman, wasn't the first mm-hmm. indication of what I am as a person. God, that's good. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen every day. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like I'm just that, that me. makes me happy. And nobody touched me. And nobody touched my hair. No one touched which my hair, which is great. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> been. My, there hasn't been any microaggressions. Yeah, I haven't had one microaggression. No one's confused me for somebody else. <laughs> right, which happens a lot. Yeah, and um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's just been really nice. Like, oh, I can just be myself. Yeah, awesome. And I mean, it also helps that like I have a lot of people from Chicago out here. Yeah. Um, and so that also helps a bit. But like the people that I've met outside of my friend group have been really lovely and just very earnest and genuine right from the get go. So it's it's lovely. I've cried a lot so far this. Yeah, I've I've cried like I've cried like twice today. I cried yesterday. So like I'm just like I'm just in my feels and I'm feeling it and I'm happy. I'm I'm literally in an airstream right now recording a show surrounded by black people. It feels beautiful. In a in a trailer with like my favorite people from NPR just pictures everywhere. Just like I'm just I'm so I'm literally trying to stop myself from crying right now. Me too. Like what you just said was so perfect. (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys think about the talks today? Like what? What? what like crying. So th- what? What about that one? Come on. So, so Samos, her talk was literally about crying and just the idea of, you know, have you cried today? Have you cried yesterday? When was the last time you cried? And just that kind of like interaction with your emotions. Mm-hmm. And, um, crying for me, it's one of those things. Like I do it way more than I used to. Um, I used to never cry. There was like I think there was a period where I didn't cry for like 
two or three years. I just didn't do it. Mm. And if I and then when I did do it, it was a very private thing. Like I would just like tamper all my feelings down, down, down to the ground until I can like bury it and step on it and walk away from it. <laughs> and never actually like interacted with my feelings. And then like, I don't know, a couple years ago, I started crying and then I don't stop. It's just kind of like crying is happening. It's fine. I'm just here. And um, it was really beautiful to seeing a woman who looks like me, who has feelings and has, you know, the same interactions with the world than I do and kind of embracing her emotions, even though like she had a lot of obstacles and like trepidation because her family was pretty much against emotions yeah, i thought that that was a really poignant and something that mm-hmm. isn't talked about a lot because it's especially it's, in the it's, black community it's challenging the black community to talk about things in the culture that maybe aren't doing us the best anymore mm-hmm. but they had a reason right they still have a reason right and, and she's she- also like um her parents i believe are um like immigrants too yeah. So like on top of that, on top yeah. of that, so there's a whole that's a whole nother level. But she she talked about that topic. I thought really beautifully. She did, and it was eloquent. It was respectful too of her parents. Yes, which I thought is I think that's probably the most like distinct um, moment because like you know she was really respectful for the parents. Like this is how they live their life, and mm-hmm. this is how I choose to live mine. And I think like you, there's sometimes when you talk. I, I don't. When sometimes when I listen to talks or watch talks and talk about their parents, there's this kind of like undercurrent of resentment. Yeah. And I didn't feel that way. And I think that's what made me cry even more. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, she she's different from her parents, but there is not a lack of love and there's not a lack of like understanding. And I don't know. I just it was really lovely and her rap was oh gosh i i was i was like okay i wore mascara this is a mistake like it's just like striking down my cheeks it was awful (laughs) but i was beautiful though i wanted to kind of i mean you said everything i was like literally (laughs) gonna say in regard to like her talk like it, it it was it was like a moment where i think it was actually in the middle of the rap where like i just started crying Mm -hmm. because it was just like it's a feeling of an emotion like it's an emotion that it can be really vulnerable when you let people into it but at the same time it's something that you need to guard yourself to to like kind of walk through the world Mm -hmm. especially in like situations when you are the only one yeah so there are so many situations like when you have to like withhold that like you know, you hear about another person getting killed by the police. Like mm-hmm. in the end, you got work. To, you got work to do the next day, and you gotta like put on a face. And like seeing that emotion let out without worrying about the white gaze, yeah, just was like something that like literally like it was felt so, like a jolt in in my spine. Yeah, it was beautiful and, that she didn't feel like she needed to be censored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, could just be herself completely, fully on that stage, and it was just it was yeah. beautiful to witness. And that was her message to us, too, was don't hold, like, you being able to express like that is something that you allow yourself to do. It doesn't take you over. It's a powerful, it's a powerful sort of Mm -hmm. act to do, Mm -hmm. to be weak, not weak, to be vulnerable. And it's also like an act of kindness, too, in a certain Mm -hmm. degree, because you're allowing, because, like, once you open that floodgate on your end, you allow other people to reciprocate it that's what it felt like for me Mm -hmm. because like 
she was saying like yeah like when like when she started off the talk with like you know the amount of people you're crying and like people like raised their hands and you felt like okay i'm already in a place now that i'm vulnerable and that i'm not alone right right. my vulnerability and i think that is what really kind of set off the this the talk for me was like oh cool i'm the only one who cries yeah (laughs) And, 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 and because sometimes too like even if you do cry in public crying is such a solitary act Mm-hmm. So, being in a place where, like, you know, you, you know, find your tribe and, like, we all cry and, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, humans cry. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, being able to be in that one, a huge room and just, like, yeah, you're safe. You can, you can do this and you're allowed to do this. Um, it was nice. It was kind of like a nice act of permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, like, not only her talk, but also, um, uh, Lucy Almost, Bellwood, I yeah, 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 her talk. yeah. Lucy, okay. Lucy Bellwood's talk, um, mainly because, like, I had been a fan of Lucy's work for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I had been following her work for a hell of a long time, and like, I've, I've loved her work. And you know, from the outside, I definitely thought like she was somebody who, um, like, she definitely seemed incredibly successful, like externally, and somebody who I looked up to. You know, as also an independent worker and you know you have some weeks that are lean some weeks that are plentiful um and like hearing her be vulnerable it was literally just like yo i've been there (laughs) i've been there like and having her crunch the numbers on stage and you can you could hear like the emotion in her voice as she's having these conversations it's like hell i've had these conversations with like close friends of mine while people are texting be like oh yeah it seems like things are going so well and it's like you don't know what's happening on the like behind the scenes but like again in this kind of perfect with like um gabby dunn's yeah, was, talk it was the first one of the day it was much it was very uh, it seems like it was one of those um similar to lucy's in regards to like finances um she was talking about like yeah i have friends who can't like pay their bills but they're massive youtube stars and just the idea of being like super visible but but then can't like get like a regular job like like this one girl like she was mentioning this one woman who was like this youtube star and she couldn't work at starbucks because people were like had memorized her schedule which is terrifying but also just like she can't get a job and then people wonder why like they have like branded content and it's like because i have to feed myself yeah that was pretty intense i feel like when that video comes out everybody needs to watch that because anybody who consumes content on the internet like needs to understand i thought she did a great job like really illustrating that yeah yeah i mean i knew that right but her the antidote she used just like drove at home and made it right right it's something about being a media that you feel like you are like and i feel like to some extent with like being a podcaster you feel like there is this like medium where you are independent quote-unquote independent and you know you don't you're trying to get away from the mainstream so if it, it's like yeah you know i don't i don't want to be part of like the big machine the big man so i'm doing my own thing but then you know you want to still be able to support yourself and be independent and mm-hmm. there's this weird line where like you want to be you want to be independent but then you also need to eat so it's like <laughs> and then like, like you know quote-unquote sell out like oh they took like you know vc money or they took like you know 
branded content money and it's like yeah you know you're not doing it for you anymore you're doing it you know for these people and it's like no I'm doing it because I have to have money at some point yeah absolutely and yeah it's just a very interesting thing so some of our earlier interviewers um, came up with a, a great question and that is um, what would you least likely to be what would you least like to be trapped in this airstream with Least okay, I'm not gonna go. For the, I'm not gonna go for the low hanging fruit, so I'm gonna think on that. What about you, James? Taylor Swift. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> That's you know what? It was like no question. He knew yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I would be like really annoyed. Like I would just be like, yo, we can't share this space. I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. I'm not gonna go on a complete diatribe. Like her and um, and, and, and Amy Schumer. Here, like, here he goes. Fly up to the matter. If 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 wind him up. If I literally like look to the left and just saw both of them come out, I'm like, all right, somebody, somebody, somebody's about to write a thing piece, <laughs> and <laughs> I can't handle this. I can't. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, so. yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, there's like a little hate. Like, there's a lot of like you know, just like I don't know. This is sounds maybe problematic. White bitches in the media who are like, you know, just like trying to take up space for people who don't really get space, and they, yeah. Anyway, cause like I call, I call that white feminism TM. Yeah, yeah. yeah white that's feminism, what it is. The brand. It's just like yeah, it's just white <laughs> feminism, and it's just like I can't with y'all. Like yeah, anyone in that camp. Yeah, like Lena Dunham and the Amy Schumer debacle thing with like you know, um, and Odell Beckham with like with the, yeah exactly with Odell, yeah. and it's just like I, I don't even want to like leave. I don't want to give that. I'm not, Space. Here, I'm not here for your non-intersectional bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Like, girls, sit down. Um, <laughs> There's so many things to comment on these days because so much has been going on yeah. that you know, too many people are deciding they need to have something to say yeah. about it. Yeah, well, exactly. the thing is, like, I'm not too concerned about, like, the individual um, situations, yeah. i.e. that one. It's more about the, the like, institutionality behind, like, this because this is, like, mm. part of a system. You yes. know what I mean? It's like these type of things are just repeated in just different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that just happens to be just a great example because it's so high profile. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who I don't want to hang out with. A bee, like a bumblebee. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to bees. Are you allergic? And uh, I almost got killed by a bee two, um, two day, um, on, on yesterday. Two of them, they were like coming at me, and I was like freaking out on the street. Like I was like walking down the sidewalk, and like two bees were like hovering. And I was like freaking out, and like people in the cars were like. What's going on? I'm like nothing. Just like I try to avoid death. It's cool. So that's yeah. nice they asked. Yeah, we're like one pulled. <laughs> one guy pulled over because I was kind of freaking out, and Aww. one guy pulled over like, "Are you okay?" Like he thought I'd be having a fit or something because I was kind of yeah, like yeah. all over. And he was like, "No, I'm sorry. There's a bee. There's a bee here, and I'm trying to like distract it, and I can't like because I'm I got some by a bee once when I was six. And I was in a coma for two days. So, like oh, it's Jesus. a real thing. Yeah. So it's like I don't. And I have a, I have like my EpiPen. Yeah. But then like if you read the news, EpiPens are like you know. $900 or whatever like they went crazy high so it's like I only have so many of these I know. so just trying to be um, alert woke and um, <laughs> aware of what's going on mm-hmm. but anyway I also want to add yeah. in uh, talkative uber pool riders I would not want to be 
<laughs> so wait, what's Uber Pool? Oh, I forgot. Y'all don't have Uber, Uber Pool out here. In, I don't know. Uh, I'm also anti-sharing economy, so I wouldn't use oh, that service. Okay, interesting. All right, very interesting. <laughs> um, so in Chicago and then in like in larger uh, cities, like yeah. uh, Uber Pool, it's kind of like um, like, like carpooling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but instead, like you're just dropped in with strangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just I, during rush hour when there's not enough. Well, it's any time. Oh, yeah, anytime. Yeah, so you so you get like a super cheap rate in exchange of like you share a ride with like got it like two, two to three two, people two to three people and it can, um, and they have multiple stops and sometimes before you get to your stop you can pick up somebody yeah and then they drop off and sometimes they drop out and pick up more people it can like an airport Liverpool, shuttle yeah Liverpool yeah, yeah. can turn into like if you're going 15 minutes it turn easily to 30 minute 45 yeah. minute but, ride depending on how but far don't, you're but don't but don't don't talk to James. Yeah, so, I do not so, know you. Yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah, so that's like a big thing. It's like, all right, I'm here. This is a functional ride. Yeah, it's like the bus. I don't I, I don't I don't want you know. Even though we're in this space, I don't want to talk to you. And yeah, people are too uh, too you know comfortable with their hog in the ox court too long. So oh, see, I'm never in a situation <laughs> where I always like put my earbuds on. I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm here in my corner. This is my quiet time. Please leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, with Uber though, it's always kind of like. Is this guy gonna like try to proposition to me tonight? Mm. Like, it's always like, ugh, it's always one of those situations where, like, I was in an Uber pool in Chicago a few days ago and he picked me up and he had already had a mother and son in the ride. And while I was in there, I was in the front row and the mother and son were in the back seat and he was, he was talking to her. And, you know, he was, like, flirting with her, and it was awkward. And then, like, as she was getting out, he was, like, so, like, I got that number. And it's, like, I'm, and he, like, asked her, like, multiple times in, like, a two, like, less than a minute, like, window. It was, like, and she was kind of, like, being coy about it and being nice because I think she was in front of her son. I mm-hmm. feel like if her son wasn't there, she probably was, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But mm-hmm. instead she was like, well, you have my Uber information, you know, be clever, be creative, you can find me. Oh. And it's just like, and and then I gave him, gave him like the, like the side eye the entire rest of the ride. Right, I was like, right. this is gross. I'm witnessing you. Like, you're, she's in front of her son. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, he's, like, she was literally taking him to school. Wow. And he is like, he's got dick on the brain. Like, you need to stop. Right. You need to stop what you're doing and like, you know, realize that you're being an asshole right now mm-hmm. and that is not the time or place. Yeah. So, yeah, I have issues with Uber as well. Yeah. And also anyone who has almost doored me in the bike lane, um, <laughs> you know, I hate you. I hate anyone who's ever, like, thrown a right hook in front of me. If you are, I, I remember those faces. If I see you in the airstream, you will get a U-lock <laughs> to the neck. Aww. So, all right, that's all. Okay. That's all. All my gripes are out. Oh my god, yeah, just get it out. It feels good a little bit. We hate shitty people. <laughs> Don't I be feel, shitty. I feel I so much better now. Oh, that's great. All right, so let's see. What do you want to end on? What do you want to say? Hmm. You have anything just I mean, banging around statement. in your head? It's such a bold statement. Well, you know, um, it's, it's XO. There's so many. I can't even, I don't even know the conversations you may have had. You know, mine were so crazy and all over the place so far. Hmm. I had a really interesting conversation outside just now talking about figure skating. I mean, like, and like a really like, intense figure skating conversation about my sister's past experience mm-hmm. with that and tennis. So that was fun. <laughs> but um, I know just as like as EXO as a whole. Um, so far we still have like you know the evening tonight and all of tomorrow. But yeah. it's just it's one of those things. And, and the like, Beyonce concert tomorrow night. Don't don't play with me. Don't play with me. We don't know. Beyonce comes here. I will. That is the rumor because it's I, a surprise. I, I will legit cry. Like 
Don't fuck with it's her. I saw her. Okay, I I saw her in Don't May, play with me, and I I broke down. It was one of those moments where like there is nothing stopping me from doing this. Like she, it was like right before she was singing me myself and I was with my favorite songs of hers. She was talking about like how the best relationship you have in your life, you know, albeit your husband, your partner, your wife, your mother, your sister, your brother, whomever, the best relationship and the most important relationship you have is the relationship you have with yourself. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. I was like crying. Like it was like I was like shaking <laughs> and like hiccuping at one point and I'm like screaming myself and I like I was just like I was so there I just completely erased everybody else so if Beyonce's there um I just totally derailed what you were saying before sure, sure. just bringing up the word totally Sorry. um <laughs> no you're fine Beyonce <laughs> I can talk about her forever yeah she's uh she's bae um but yeah um Xbox as a whole though um and this is Portland you know I, it's been nine years since I've been back here and it's just a really special place um Everyone's genuine and earnest in a way that, like, I don't really get in Chicago or on the East Coast. And everyone's, like, just kind. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, it this this festival is a representation of that. You can see that the kindness and the thoughtfulness and the intentional um, motivation for every kind of thing. Like, even, like, where we are right now, like, not just in this, this trailer, but, like, in the field. Like, I don't know, it just, there was thought made there was decisions made that were thoughtful and i don't know it everyone everything seems like it has a purpose it doesn't feel like no leaf was unturned and it's it's it seems nice it doesn't feel like it was slapped together in like a week and a half mm-hmm. and i've been to places where i felt like that it was kind of like oh yeah we have a conference in like and we can have better like get shit done we better like finalize yeah. things taken care of so yeah. taken care of which mm-hmm. is really, yeah, it's exactly. really nice i feel accommodated yeah. So I've, I've been thinking about this a lot and I was having this conversation over lunch and it's this idea that like I, I look out in this field behind us, you know, let's, you know, we're all, we're, all, we're professional radio people. So let's paint a word picture right now. Let's, let's signpost for a minute. So okay, James. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm sorry. I'm getting really inside baseball here. So yeah, it's a wide open field. You know, there's a beautiful sheet. That's just hovering over us with like glowing lights and like everyone's looking wonderful underneath the lights. And you kind of have that moment where you realize like, wow, I'm surrounded by like a bunch of people who I passively take in their information on the Internet, either through audio, through words, through video. And a lot of times like I've had fucked up days, but then like whatever they made has made me feel better or vice versa. And nine times out of ten, like, I can look out there and see, like, writers of people who have been following their RSS feeds for, like, almost a decade. Podcasts who I literally have been listening to their voices piped into my ears, like, on the plane right here. And meeting them. And then it's, like, kind of this feeling that kind of reminds you that we're all on the same level playing field. We're all humans that eat, sleep, and shit. And... Like, we're all, like, nobody's above one another. Nobody's below one another. And it kind of, like, keeps in that spirit of collaboration, like, having this feeling. I mean, even as you were saying, Cher, like, the idea that everything's so thoughtful and the fact that, like, speakers don't have different colored badges or... 
or people yeah. that are like so-called high that. yes that are like so-called higher up there's no signifier that this person is more important no we're all the same fucking level humans that if we walk outside we can die you know what i mean and it's it's kind of like humbling in this kind of way where it's like yeah. when you're in such a tender space and you see like your heroes in line next to you like at a food truck or saying oh yeah like it was so great to meet you or like having somebody like turn around and then tell you and then you be on the other end be like i've wanted to meet you i'm so yeah. happy to see you i've been following you on twitter so like that's been the biggest takeaway and then I can like leave. That's really interesting that, that you talk about like the lanyard thing or like those badges or like, you know, mm-hmm. like there's like artist badge or like speaker badge mm-hmm. or like, you know, entertainment. It's just kind of like you either have a festival pass or you have a conference pass. That is about it. Yeah. Right. doesn't matter. And that's so refreshing because I, because yeah. I go to a lot of music festivals covering for press and it's this weird like hierarchy mm-hmm. thing. And it's just like, it doesn't fucking matter, right? <laughs> right. And it, no, it fucking matters. And the thing you is, don't like, fucking matter. We don't fucking matter. This is this is dumb, yeah. right? So. And something so gentle like that that like sets up like a like an unknown uh, like psychological barrier that puts that on it. it either For puts sure. you on a pedestal because you have a badge that says speaker, or it makes you somewhat feel lesser than it. Like, oh, I'm gonna talk to the speaker, right? And then it also like in another sense can be like. Like, it, it kind of uh, doesn't allow for that accidental conversation that kind of can occur before, like, what I've seen at other festivals and conferences where people are just immediately gravitating to you. They don't know who the hell you are, but you have an important badge on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this person is, is important. I'm going to go talk to them and see what I can get out of them. Yeah. 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 So, it, you just, yeah. You can be yourself in this form. Yeah, albeit great. if you're a speaker or if you're just an attendee, you don't, there's not that weird barrier where you feel like, mm-hmm. you know, if you cross over your intruding everyone's kind of open and i think yeah. that's kind of what this whole thing's about just like being open being vulnerable and being you know willing to mm-hmm. so that and if you if you dig somebody's work tell them yeah you know. don't be afraid like yeah, people because, love hearing that shit yeah <laughs> that's do. right yeah i think that's like a thing too well, like yeah people yeah because i mean they do i mean like they're working hard for this you yeah. know to a certain degree and like you, people don't admit it but like i mean i'm kind of weird about it like uh, but like i like mm-hmm. i like i think i'm weird about people hearing my voice and recognizing it but i i'm always very thankful when like they said oh i, I love this one episode you did it really like touched me like that's so great yeah that's the best that's so great like i'm happy that what i said affected you in a way yep. yeah and that's not it's not a gift to me it's a gift to, like it's it, it gifted to you like this is great mm-hmm. thank yeah. you yeah we could talk about the sort of interplay between you know fan and, and creator all yeah. day long i had a couple of great conversations yeah. here sorry it's we're, we're taking it we're taking it to another rail yeah. i know yeah. i know so we'll have to continue this we love to do some remote stuff absolutely um, fine. or you can come up. through chicago whenever. that's right, right, right. i will we yeah set up, um, we can set up the tape sync anytime that's yes. right well love you both i'm so me glad too. that i know you Thank guys you. now yes. and that you're here yeah. and you're part of this family yeah so Happy to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. As in internal, the um, eternal words of Beyonce, I love you like XOXO. Oh. <laughs> yes. Cher, you have been sitting on that yes. for so long. Yes. I know yes. you have been. Yes. Don't lie to me. I was waiting. You were waiting on that. You have been sitting on that. You thought about that on the plane. I know you did. I did. Um, I was waiting for a good moment to Perfect delivery. <laughs> I set you up. It was great. 
I, I looked in your eye and I saw the spark come. I said, Cher, you are about to drop the biggest pun of 2016. And good lord. All right, get out of here. Bye. This episode of Open Ended is brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. That's Basecamp, and you can find more about them at Basecamp.com. Also, we're sponsored this week by Inventables, the hardware store for designers at Inventables.com. Post loudness.